you hear that note? That kind of, I did kind of hit a note there. Yeah, you, I think you did. It's a good job. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Welcome to episode two of On the Couch. On the Couch podcast. With Stacy, Me, me, me. And India. Andy. Her, her, her. Yes. <laughs> Y'all, we had so much fun filming that first episode. We did. So I if you was, haven't seen it. It was, I had to listen to it, it again. I listened to it like three times. You need to check it out. We pat ourselves on the back over here. Yes. Some good what if questions. Yes, 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 yes. So what do we have on the docket today, India? What do we, what do we want to do? What do we want to talk about? How do we want to enter our episode two? Okay, so first off, we just kind of want to do an intro, tell you guys a little bit about ourselves, who we are, what are our what are our intentions of doing this podcast and the reason why, and then also talk about highlights of the week. You know, we um, reside in Arizona, so we have a lot of cool things that happen, as well as Rihanna performing Super at the Bowl, Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Valentine's Day, and then also sharing some other things that we're kind of doing throughout the week. For sure, for sure. All right, so for the intro piece, we already introduced you to our names, yes. but we want to give a little bit more insight into like each one, like myself as Stacy, and then India as well, um, just to kind of give you a little background of who we are, how we met, and like like India said, what we want to kind of get and achieve out of coming together and connecting once a week to talk about things on this podcast. Yes, absolutely. You want to start? Oh, dang. I'll be putting you on the spot. I Because I always got to go first. I'll be fast. <laughs> like, okay. You can't catch up. You ready? <laughs> dang. Okay. Hi, guys. My name is India. I go by Indy. Um, I am originally from Salt Lake City, Utah, and I moved to Arizona a year and a half ago. Um, I uh, knew nothing about Arizona. I just knew that I worked remote and I wanted to be in a brand new space. So it's been fun living in the desert, um, enjoying the sunshine all the time. Uh, I ended up meeting Stacy yeah. through uh, Bumble BFF because homegirl, I had no friends, y'all. I had no friends. And when you are an introvert and you ain't got no friends and you don't want to go out, it just makes it 10 times worse. So uh, Stacy and my uh, another good friend right. of ours, Ola. Ola. Uh, Shout out to Ola. Hey, she Ola. <laughs> <laughs> um, we all connected and vibed and we just found that we had similar interests. And so, yeah, that's how I got to know Stacy. Yes. Yes. And your little background. Like, I, I think the first thing I noticed about India on her profile was that she was from Utah. <laughs> And I was like, damn, I was a little, I was a little suspect, like, but she seemed cool, but I was like, damn. There are black people in Utah. Yeah. I mean, I didn't know. She was the first one. The percentage is small, but they are there. And I was raised in a typical black household. So, Mm -hmm. uh, so were my brothers that lived there and it just, you know, black mom and dad, we can all relate to some of those same similarities we have across our household. Um, I am a musician. I play piano and guitar and I am a creative. So when I'm not doing podcast stuff, mm-hmm. I am playing music, uh, learning new songs, or I am somewhere reading a book, you know, introvert stuff or watching Harlem. <laughs> <laughs> if there is one word that would describe you, what would that word be? <laughs> Dang, that's a hard one. Well, one it could word? be one to three words. One to three. It could be a word or a small phrase. I would have to say um, warm, warm, artistic, artistic, introvert introvert okay okay I have and I only say that because I have a lot of things that I can do that I enjoy doing but I'm so introverted about the things that I enjoy doing Mm -hmm. um but when I do them it makes me warm plus that's the personality that I that's just it's a part of who I am Mm -hmm. does that make sense yeah that probably makes no sense but anyways I said that backwards but I get it I get it. And and I think though, but I think from knowing you for the months that I've known you, that you you dive in. You yes, go for it. I do. And I, I can appreciate that because yes. I dive in. I'm like, you know what? I know how to swim. 
So I'm going to dive in and, you know, I'm going to just figure it out from there, you know. So I I appreciate that about you. Well, Stacy, you want to tell us where you from? I'm from the Nasty Natty. (laughs) 513. No, she did not, y'all. She just did that. from Cincinnati, Ohio. Um, I moved here to Phoenix um, in June, late June from Dallas. So I'm from Cincinnati. I moved to Dallas for a couple years for work. Um, and then I picked up a different role within the same company. So just, just changing different locations. Uh, and I moved here in June of 2022 and I will be moving <laughs> again. <laughs> Um, I will say Phoenix is beautiful. Uh, it is very difficult when you move here in the summer. So if people are thinking about moving to Phoenix, I definitely think you should move in like the fall or the winter time um, because it is, especially if you're moving from somewhere that's not the West Coast or the desert. Um, like if you're moving from Las Vegas, you you know it's not it's that the different same kind of environment. Yeah, but moving from Dallas to phoenix in the in the summertime um yeah that took me out because dallas is so it's so humid and i'm used to humid i lived in louisiana for a little bit um ohio is very humid uh in the summertime and coming here to this dry heat girl like i i just was tired all the time i couldn't go outside i was depressed I was like, what the, what, this is hell. <laughs> this is hell. Like, I didn't know hell. And I was like, oh. It's, they w- it's an adjustment for sure. It, it, it was an adjustment. Now I can get, now I get it. It's February and it's 74 degrees outside right. and it's beautiful. But when I first moved, I definitely struggled a lot. And then also, this is not my first time moving somewhere kind of by myself. So um, what I, usually do is I get on something like a Bumble BFF and I just try to engage with you know some girlfriends or try to find people to go out with even though like I am more I I like to consider myself an ambivert so that I do get energy from being by myself but I also enjoy other company so in the summer I would say even when I met you I was more so I don't know if I I could have stayed at the house see I could have stayed on the couch but I knew that at some point I was going to want to be outside yeah. And so I wanted to make sure I try to establish friendships and, and meet cool people um, so that, you know, even if I'm like not as comfortable with it in that moment, I knew that at some point, if I meet the people, the right people, then at least I'll have a, a support system and a, a friend group that I could lean on when I was when I needed that, you know. Mm-hmm. And for me, that's just really important when I'm coming into a new city that I don't know anybody <laughs> And I've never been, I never even wanted to come here. Um, but, you know, I don't want to sound too negative. You know, it, it has been a huge learning experience. I've, you know, I went hiking for the first time. <laughs> um, and I, you know, it, it, it's not, I'm not a West Coast girl. Uh, but at the same time, I can appreciate the experience. I appreciate me in India. This is something we, even when I move, even when we, we're, we're going to keep get this podcast up okay so um I guess a little bit about myself like my background yeah um so I grew up in a like India grew up in more of a musical household I grew up in a sports household like I played basketball in college my mom my mom's jersey is retired her college um she was a three-sport athlete in college my dad played football in college my granddad played in the NFL my cousin played in the NFL my little cousin's trying out for the NFL I think this weekend um my brother was a great athlete everybody my my little cousin another great athlete like it I've come from a family of athletes and coaches so I think it kind of I think that's good to know because the way we approach situations and the way we approach you know our conversations may be a little different just because we come from kind of a two different backgrounds 
you know? Yeah. It's, so. it's extremely different to see, uh, it, I shouldn't say, uh, excuse me. It's extremely interesting to see us come together when we come from opposite sides, not only of the country, yeah. like in terms of interest and in what we're into. And, um, we still have created a good solid sisterhood. Yeah. 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 And I think honestly, what I believe is that you, when you move intuitively through the world, you meet the people that you're supposed to meet. Yes. You know, when you are moving, trying to keep up with the Joneses or be better than this person, be that. No, you have to really, when you kind of live your life from a, a inner spiritual divine instinct, then you will meet and you will, you will collaborate and you will encounter the people that you need to encounter. It just, it's natural. The, you know, India is like a kick in the butt for me because this, I mean, these types of things, podcasts, and I know you guys can understand podcasts, YouTube channels, you know, any type of entrepreneur, creative content, any type of creative outlet, it's in your mind a long time before you actually execute it. And you, yeah, I was just about to say that. (laughs) (laughs) So it's been on my mind for a long time and you've given me a good opportunity to execute. So I appreciate that. Thank you. I I feel like too, once you, once you get started and tapping into those creative elements, it it gets exciting because then you you just keep wanting to do it. And we have experienced that. So 100%. to ask you if there was a word or a small phrase to describe you, what would you say that is? Okay. A word or small phrase to describe me or, or, or multiple words. I, I honestly, this depends on what phase in my life I am, but I think right now I don't give a, <laughs> like, I really don't. Stacey's over y'all. <laughs> I, I just, I feel like I've done the things that I'm supposed to do my whole life. You know, I've got the degrees. I got the master degree. I got the jobs. I got the, I've done all those things. And now like F it. I want to be able to live the fullest version of myself. I want to take up space. I'm tired of having to prove myself constantly when just look at my resume. You don't even have to know. Like, and I know that's now, but I think, you know, at the same time, it's just like as black women, right. we walk into spaces a lot of times and it's just us. Mm-hmm. And these people, they feel like you have to prove yourself to them. And I'm learning that no, nobody. You don't. I don't. You either take me as I am or leave me alone. Let me know because I can go. And that's where I'm at now. So if I could describe myself right now, it would be like, don't give a uh. That's four words, but it's all good. That's enough. It, okay. You you want another chapter of life too. I'm just, I'm just, I just feel like life is short. Yeah. Life is short and you don't know what's going to happen, when it's going to happen, how it's going to happen. So you kind of just have to do what you feel and, and understanding to me, trusting that what's in me is real. Like, like, you know, the voice that I can listen to. I trust myself. I don't think I always trusted myself. So now I think I trust myself to where it's like, okay, I'm done. Let's go. Next one. You don't need any validation. Nope. But I honestly think that, well, I can relate to that too. Cause I've gone, well, still kind of am experiencing that. There's some things in life where I'm like, this is exactly who I am. I know what I want. I'm doing these things. And there's some that I'm like, wait, should I, should I? Yeah, that that does. Should I? And it's like, but why though? Why you got to ask? To me, to me, when we ask things, sometimes we know the answers to them. Right. But we just maybe a little bit scared. Sometimes it's it's intimidating. It is intimidating. So we ask other people. Yes. (laughs) To make ourselves feel a little better. Like, what do you think I should do about this? What what, what do you think should happen? Or, you know, it's, but that's part of it. That's part of life. So I think, I think I'm in this phase and I'm a little bit older than India, just a tad bit. I'm going to 33. I'm going into my Jesus year. Um, If you believe in Jesus, I don't know. But I mean, I'm going into that year, you know, and I've seen people that don't get 
to make it to 33 and don't get to make it to 32. And I've seen people who make it there but aren't happy and they are miserable, you know? So I'm just like, listen, I don't know how long I got and but you know nobody does so I'm just gonna do what I can you know and the way that some of the events that have happened in the past like two years or three yeah like we've lost a lot of really important people Kobe we had Kobe die listen like it makes me really think like are you living the life that you want to live listen quality over quantity wow quality yes we want quality and quantity but if I gotta choose I want quality I want to, I want to be around people that feed me and not just drain me. Yeah. You know, They're feed into your spirit and mm. inspire you. Mm. So y'all, y'all got to live your lives. Don't be waiting. You live your life. Round of applause. Round of applause for Rihanna and her pregnant self. I don't, needed her like I, listen i was looking i was just like <laughs> when she started singing those songs i was like oh my god I, oh, why what? are you even missing for the song look she said i'm gonna sing my old songs don't be asking me for no new songs oh, and she delivered she delivered everything from the dance to the music, to her singing. Yes. And she was just so smooth. She was, she just, she just is a, she ain't gotta do a lot. No. She's one of those people that they, they have the gift of just not having to do a whole lot. I was, and I was more happy that she was up there pregnant and just pregnant, doing her thing, doing her little two step. Look, she, look, that's what I'm saying. She don't have to to do all that. No. Brianna can come out, do a little two step with and the dancers everybody else spot on and she spot on with them you know i i thoroughly enjoyed her i i i just she was just a dose of something that you know a shot of of tequila and i i'm not pressing her like i've heard a lot of um a lot of stuff in the media, social social media about like mm-hmm. when is she gonna come up with that with new music mm-hmm. new album? And honestly, I'm just like she did what she was supposed to do. Yeah, she has a lot of other things going for her right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. And in terms of music, whenever she's ready, that's when she's gonna deliver. I'm not pressing her for creating new music. I mean, she got a lot of music. She already. Does. Yes. And then she, I think too, like Rihanna as a as a black woman, because we gonna come to that. But like. Listen, rest, do what you got to do, mama. Because, you know, like, if you think of her mom's, her mom's mom, her, to be able to just not do something because yes. you don't want to do it and still have money in the bank and still be to that level of freedom. Look, it's, that's been, it's been paid for already. Yes. So, so I, I praise that. Let her be a mama bear and let her live her life and enjoy these years. Live your life, Rihanna. We love you. Now, y'all, we didn't, we didn't physically could go to the Super Bowl. Nah, we was on the couch. We We was on the couch. We was. (laughs) Didn't spark the name. But the city was on and pop and there were so many events going on um so many celebrities and just so much it was actually quite overwhelming it was a lot going on down here um they actually ended up blocking off a lot of streets too your street got blocked off it did yeah yeah it did yeah so that was quite interesting yeah it was i mean this was the first time that i've ever been in a super bowl city same yeah yeah i've never had so i didn't know what to expect no but your city's the the all-star city the the nba salt lake city yeah so i I mean, it's been for me, you know, being from Cincinnati, Cincinnati will probably never be a Super Bowl city, but it was very difficult for me to watch the Super Bowl without the Bengals playing. And the fact that Kansas City won, too, it just was hard. It was hard to watch because they were so close. And that was a shocker. And I'm not even into sports. And it was just like, wait, (laughs) (laughs) y'all say so bad. even look at them I wanted the Eagles to win because you know I mean I'm hopeful like you know that the thing about sports is that you don't know when you get another chance and last year was the first time that the Bengals been in the Super Bowl for like 30 years okay so I mean and for them to get that close again this year and to like lose at the end of the game yeah 
And and then to sit here and watch, I could have watched the Bengals and Rihanna. And then okay, but you know what? I would have also had a bunch of people trying to come up here and bother me. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. Again, going back to what what for for what you use the phrase to describe your life right now? Don't give a uh. There we go. Um, yeah. So if we have any other ladies that are into sports, uh, awesome. Stacy's a part of that. <laughs> If y'all, okay, first of all, I think, you know, we need to have some type of timeout zone for certain topics. And even though we didn't record the topic, we have Beyonce on timeout right now. We can't talk about her on the podcast right now. So, but if music heads, if y'all have something musical that you want to talk about, then you guys can call India. If you want to know our opinions on certain things going on in the world. Not Beyonce. Then let us know. <laughs> hear our discussions. Our we need that. We will have a Beyonce episode. We had we a great will. conversation about Beyonce. Yes, but we just didn't record and if, it. And if any of y'all are thinking that neither of us care for Beyonce, you got that wrong. Yeah, okay? yeah. No, nah. it's a, it's nah. a, This is listen. It ain't like that. It ain't. It ain't like that. We just we just have uh, interesting. We both have different perspectives of Beyonce, but it's all love because Beyonce is Beyonce. Yes, she is. She's the queen. Man, She's I the could, mother. If I could just see, like, I don't know, be a keyboardist on her band, that would that would just. If I could just sit in her concert, because I mean, <laughs> shit, I can't do nothing on the stage with her. I can't nah, dance. I, I can't sing. <laughs> I can't. I can't do none of that. So the most I could do on the stage is probably clap. But I, you know, I would dance, but she probably would get mad because it would just. <laughs> I have the confidence to dance, but I got a feeling Beyonce was just not. It would not. No, you gotta stay in line. I listen. <laughs> I stay in my lane. Okay, I stay in my lane. If it's if it's a workout, if it's a if it's something if it's something like motivational or like a eating, yeah, uh, some food or something. <laughs> I mean, they, I have specific lanes. Books. I can do. Yes. I can talk about books all day. I didn't think this is based person to person. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, but singing, dancing. I played the saxophone sixth grade. I know old joy. <laughs> but that's it. That's it. I'll leave that to India. So like we we do want this to be interactive. We want you know we have an email. We'll we'll keep that in the, the description box and stuff like that. So if you guys got ideas on topics that you want us to talk about, if you got ideas or questions or y'all want to y'all want to have a debate we might we might entertain you i can't promise we'll entertain you because this is about healing and positivity we ain't so, trying to bring up chaos in here. no no because i'm look i'm working on it but sometimes when people take me there i go oh yeah you know yeah. <laughs> depending, on, depending on what you're talking look, about i'm like i just look at my wrist i got time today <laughs> look i'll be like do i got time oh yeah i got time look <laughs> Ah, okay, bro. Okay, okay. Well, we, we, we appreciate you coming to Life City and blessing us with your music, your vibes, your, your vibes. The weather was great, too. It was. It was extremely beautiful. Yeah. Let's get back on track, okay? All right. Because we need to talk about our why for this podcast. I think we, we, we may have hit it a little bit, but like our actual intentions and, and what, when we thought, hey, on the couch, what did we, what did we want to get from this i think um you know we we both uh are we both being at home love being at home Mm -hmm. both love our couches literally Mm -hmm. um and so it was just kind of a safe space to Mm -hmm. say hey we want to um start you know, tapping into some of our creative outlets mm-hmm. and how can we do that? But also connecting to other people like us yeah. that also love being on the couch, don't really want to go anywhere, <laughs> but um, talking about, you know, just things with our, with our community, our culture, yeah. um, things of interest that we have and sharing yes. those things and giving perspective on it. And for me, that's kind of what I, you know, that was a big thing for me, bringing that perspective to the podcast. For sure. For sure. Um, you know, saying, okay, for others like me, you know, if you're introverted, um, there is a place for you or things that you can listen to for sure that people are just like you. Yeah. Like you, you never by yourself. I think we might've mentioned that on the last podcast, but yeah, 
Yeah. You are never alone. Never. Never alone. And I think the reason why we understand how important it is to say that is because we've had times where we felt completely alone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it comes to realizing that you, even if you, sometimes you have people rooting for you and you never even met them before. Yeah. Because we are. Yep. We're rooting for you and we, we never are. met you before. And we want to be a sense of community. Mm-hmm. Although we mm-hmm. can't see each other and be around each other, you know, we still are community. We are a community. And and I think another part of it was us challenging ourselves to be outside of our comfort zone and being able to communicate and talk about that. So like one of the things that we notice is that, hey, we do spend a lot of time inside. Um, and, you know, sometimes we did do a little YouTube video as well from the foot to Super Bowl, the Super Bowl of us going outside and getting yeah. off the couch. So we also we wanted to kind of, you know, have a platform to talk about, you know, our experiences from going outside right. and, you know, what we learned, how we grew. And, you know, I, I can always if it's, it's always an option to be inside it most of the is. time I do take it unless I mean it's beautiful out here and it's a beautiful day today getting outside going for a walk that type of thing um but I don't know I don't know um I think that that's kind of <laughs> your face <laughs> sorry <laughs> but anyway I, I think that that's um kind of a motivation as well as, as we are challenging ourselves to get out the out of our comfort zone um to have a platform to kind of share what that looks like for us and um hopefully be able to engage you all and 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 maybe motivate you guys to get out of your comfort zone as well yeah so if you need ideas on even like how to make friends (laughs) (laughs) y'all we've been there we'll just say the least yeah and we have a constant like we have a constant struggle sometimes Mm -hmm. like okay you know it's easy to stay in the house but kind of going back to what we mentioned in the last episode so like sometimes it is a good reminder to get out and be around people mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. that also does help too oh yeah oh yeah especially um cool people yeah. you know it, it does make a difference it does make a difference yeah all right so i mean you guys you know where we're from you know what why why we came here okay let's do a check-in so check-in how are check-in. you Okay, let me ask, how are you? I did tell you earlier that I finished two crazy books this week. Yes. Um, Backstory. Okay, so for me this week, this uh, next week is my last week before I switch my position up. So I'm still, like I said, well, not like I said, but I'm still with the same company, but I'm, you know, switching into a different business within the company. So um, last week it started kind of uh, chilling down a little bit. I had a couple meetings where it was like crazy, but work starting to kind of chill out a little bit and then next week um i'm gonna try to take a couple weeks out a couple days off so but anyways um as far as my mental work didn't stress me out okay but the books that i read stressed me to chill out <laughs> what'd you read okay i finished the autobiography of malcolm x um i have been reading it for since october <laughs> I mean, I would take my time too. I, that man stressed me out. Let me tell you. I, like, I, I think that a lot of what I knew about Malcolm X was from the movie, mm. you know, and, 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 and granted, there is a lot of things from the book that are in the movie. Um, but I also realized how sexist that time period in our country was. And so there were some things, some ideologies that, um, that were very uncomfortable for me. Um, some quotes in the book that were very, uh, just misogynistic, very hard for me to reconcile the man that I, you know, reverent, that had so much reverence for with the words that I was reading on the page, girl. And, And then once I finished it, I went back and read through the annotations that I wrote. I mean, that I, 
And I just, my heart was like. It's so interesting you say that because I, I haven't, you know, dug into Malcolm X all that deep the way you have yet. So, but to your point, like the way that we've seen him thus far, mm-hmm. and he still is a great man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for you sure. know, in that time period, mm-hmm. what was going on? Yeah. The, the, um, the, the cultural uh, yeah. system that we were underneath, like that. And the nation of Islam. Yeah. I mean, the nation, the nation, the nation had a lot of positives mm-hmm. for our community from a structure standpoint. I think it was a great way for people to to put their rage, especially men, mm-hmm. to like put it into building their, themselves up and protecting themselves and things like that. But I think that underlying, um, you know, as women, I feel like the freedom that we were fighting for mm-hmm. as black people, I don't, I feel like there should have been more languages in within our community on making sure that women within the community had that same type of freedom or at least acknowledging the fact that you are girl you trying to process this all this week I I this is why this is so so anyways let me stop okay so I am I will share in other platforms like you guys can follow me on Instagram or whatever what I come up with um, I've talked to India a little bit about where, where I met as I try to process that book and try to process Malcolm X, who's a very complicated person. I don't think I'll fully be able to understand him with just one book. Um, I definitely want to read more about his mother, Mm -hmm. um, his sister, Ella, and his wife, um, Betty. So just understand, I don't know what's out there, but that would be something that I want to look into, just the women in his life and the women that supported him. Um, I think that that'll give me some more insight. So so it's an ongoing process um, to kind of process that. Um, But yeah, that took me out a lot, you know, emotionally. Um, And then I thought to build myself back up and kind of fill the gaps in. I was like, okay, I'm going to pick up Viola Davis's book. I'm going to I'm going to read Finding Me. And y'all, listen, I've been crying the last two days. That's all I got to say. Fun fact. We read this together. Yeah. I, it was inspirational, but it, Ex- there was, it extremely. was also very, there were some points that were very hard to take in. Yeah. I, I couldn't even, some of it I had to like pause mm-hmm. and replay because I couldn't believe that that was her story. Yeah. It was very hard to take in. Even trying to put your, like, cause I think as black women, it's easy for us to really put ourselves, we see, we see ourselves in each other. Yeah. Even if we don't have the same experiences, you know, I can see. We, myself in her yes and I can say oh my god and and I'm like I could only imagine like what that would feel like so when I'm reading her words and I'm reading her story I'm experiencing it as if I am experiencing it and it is so it's so powerful because it's like it's so it's like you came from this facts and 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 you had this sisterhood and this bond with your sisters and you know and some of them make it and some of them don't that story but you made it and we watched woman king together we did yes we watched woman king and we're all, all three ola was there too so we were all just like blown away uh, taken blown away. away and i let me just say this real quick about woman king y'all it's a movie that is the fun thing about being in the arts is that, yeah. you know, we, if you think you are going to learn everything from a movie, that is not the case. But no. I think Viola and so many other black women in that movie oh, did such a good God. job of portraying, you know, the power that we have as black women mm-hmm. and the strength. And, and the I know strength. we get told that all the time, but to see that in action and to see the beauty yeah, I mean the complexions, it was so the beautiful. the hairstyles, the 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 clothing, the dance, the movement. Yes, I mean, and then that knowing and seeing that, and then reading this book and understanding the intention yeah. that Viola Davis had, or Viola Davis has, and that's what got me. Is I can I noticed that in most in some of her characters, she talks about like her own personal story, mm. how. She's brought yeah. into a lot of those characters. How to get away with murder. I could see that in Woman King. Oh my gosh. This it 
like I feel so connected to this women and I feel that they're to understand. I think it's hard for people to truly understand how much courage is to speak so authentically yes. about your life and about your feelings and about being a dark skinned black woman emphasis, dark skinned black woman, because that experience is different. Yeah. And, and to find this, like just to find yourself, it's called finding me, but just absolutely powerful. It took me out emotionally. So, you know, you asked me how my week went. Honestly, this was one of the most, uh, what was the word? I just felt so full, mm-hmm. but also <clears throat> empty at the same time. <laughs> no more tears left to cry for me. Cause I like, I mean, but, but I do feel even more motivated to dig deeper into myself, but then into my experience as a black woman and, and to share, it gives me courage to share so that we can continue that process that, 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 you know, Viola at the end, I think you mentioned it feels a responsibility. I say her name wrong. Viola. Viola. I keep saying it's Viola. Like, we got you. But my dad got on me for that. He was like, it ain't down. <laughs> I was like, it ain't Viola. I was like, my dad, my bad daddy. You, he was watching the view or something that she was on that. Cause he would be saying the same anyways, but I, I feel like it's a responsibility. I do feel a responsibility, whatever platform I have, whether it's, you know, a podcast or social media, or even in my day job, I feel a response, a responsibility to just, um, make sure that I'm being who I am so that I can give other people an opportunity to, or at least show them that they can be who they are and they can bring themselves in, in that space. Even, a, even amidst the struggle. Yes, despite the struggle, yes. despite despite people hating on you, come because at the end of the day, like the reason why they hating is because you are doing something that they don't have the courage to do. And instead of digging deep and figuring out who they are so that they can bring their authentic self to the table so they can stop being a hater, they decide to just try to bring you down. So if you if you can tell, I've had to deal with that a lot, especially in in the corporate space. But we ain't gonna go there because that's not what this podcast is about. (laughs) Okay, we already discussed that. We ain't gonna go there. But you know, just know that a lot of times when people come for you, it's because they you are showing you are highlighting something that they don't have the courage to be. Right. You know. Mm -hmm. But yeah, girl, I I I've been. I don't know what I'm gonna read next. I need a comedy book or a fantasy book. I'm I'm, I'm scared of the mermaid book because I feel like the mermaids was was it got anything to do with a shape a slave ship? Um, no, I don't think so. Nah. Okay, so by the way, uh, we are talking about reading a new book um, together called Skin of the Sea by Natasha Bowen. It's to kind of sum it up, it is about a black mermaid um and her journey and some kind of kind of some of the things that she uh deals with and you know protecting her city underworld so of course it's a fantasy but that's just one one thing that we're looking forward to yes yes so i feel like i'm hoping if i see something about a slave ship i might have to de- that just stop <laughs> for a little bit because the last mermaid book i read was about the slaves get drawn over the board going I, overboard i really don't think that that it is about that okay um I and think- i i don't want to sound negative but sometimes you need something no, no, not traumatic true. no because if yeah i have to be ready for things yeah like mentally, especially yeah. if i'm going like from book to book to book Mm-hmm. I'm trying to wrap up Black History Month well. Yes. But yeah, that that's how my week went. My week was more emotional than it typically is. But I feel like going down, like having read those two books um, were are going to fortify me in ways that I don't know yet. So um, I had it's a very blessed, right I had a very blessed week. So if y'all need some book recommendations, especially Black, uh, black books, Black mm-hmm. authors, mm-hmm. Y'all need to check out Stacey's Instagram because she does a phenomenal job of summaries and also putting you on to some new stuff. Yep. And I'm trying to get my YouTube thing going up where I do like more book 
book reviews and stuff too. Um, but it's still a work in progress. <laughs> I'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll check it out. Yes, India. India. How was India's week? Um, or Indy's week? <laughs> Indy's week, India, was, um, it was good. You know, I, I feel like, okay, so... Viola Davis, since we read it together, mm-hmm. it was so inspirational. This week was, it was really reflective for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been through a lot of things, mm-hmm. things that are not, um, that most people would not, you know, think as normal things. Mm-hmm. So what that book did for me was made me realize that even when you go through things back to back, mm-hmm. it is okay because there is something at the end mm-hmm. waiting for you. Yeah. And that is important for me to hear mm-hmm. because at times I felt like there was just, I was like, oh, okay, so this just keeps happening. I'll just keep falling and falling and right, falling. I'm falling and I'm never going to, you know, see the light of day. But that book actually was very, very inspirational mm-hmm. for me because mm-hmm. it made me realize that um, I wasn't the only one going through things especially as a black woman and some of the same issues um, or difficulties that Viola had mm-hmm. um, I, I've had, you mm-hmm. know, especially being young mm-hmm. and that I am still experiencing mm-hmm. and having to process trauma. Mm-hmm. So for me, th- it was a very reflective week. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually was, although, you know, some of those stories are really heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. It gave me the courage mm-hmm. to say, okay, if there's something that you really want to do or that mm-hmm. you love, you can put yourself in positions to receive those opportunities. 100%. And I needed to hear that because as a person, who struggles with confidence and, mm-hmm. and all that stuff, especially as a creative, as mm-hmm. you already know, mm-hmm. sometimes we need a reminder. Oh yeah. And so a lot of journaling, yes. uh, some of it was emotional, but I had to reflect back on some of the things I've been through so far mm-hmm. in my life mm-hmm. and start using that as ammunition and fuel, mm-hmm. just like I saw in Viola Day. Yes. Before. And taking responsibility to helping, like one thing I love that she said at the end was mm-hmm. she takes responsibility for you know, helping other black women mm-hmm. by sharing her story. Sharing her story. And I didn't realize that by sharing your story with others, 100%. you have no idea who you're helping. 100%. And so for me, that's a big, that's a big deal because I have shared my story. I have yeah. shared some of the things I have experienced being as young as I am and it's, it's helped other people. So it yeah. encouraged me to continue to do that mm-hmm. and find, find that, that little indie who, you know, just needs to be reminded that, yeah, we dealt with this when we you was did. Little. We did this. We fought. We was good. You but, ain't gotta hide me. No, we good. Exactly. And she could come with you. And because of her, <laughs> I'm here today. One hundred percent. And you're doing the thing. Yeah, that's a big deal. That's super. That's super. And I think about that from a book standpoint. And you know, uh, we were talking about this before we turned the the recording on. But just the images yes. that young people have now of you know young black girls have where their complexions what you can see the Viola Davis Viola yes. Davises you get to see Serena you get to see um you know Black Panther and, and Shuri and all of them like, you, there's so many different images of so many different complexions so many different hair textures so many different sizes yes you know so we see we see ourselves so much more um in media and then you have songs like Beyonce like Brown Skin Girl right and, and it's just a Old cozy. Co- well, she cozy. That look. That's a whole. Hey, that's a whole. That 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 girl. All of it. You know, but like we have this language yes. that that we didn't have necessarily, and we can younger. relate to it, and we can relate to it. We can see it. We can. We can. There's. It's so much easier to be who you are when you know that you're not the only one and yes. that you know you have like you know your ancestors are watching it's like I think um Oprah has said it one day um and I think we might have shared we talk a lot y'all so we probably all <laughs> I feel like since I'm talking to her sometimes I feel like I'm, ta- I'm repeating myself but it's just a podcast so it's different but I remember Oprah uh somebody had asked her and they said you know don't you get nervous when you walk into these rooms and you're the only one like don't you feel and she's like I'm I never go anywhere by myself I'm I have my ancestors blood my yes. ancestors I take my ancestors wherever I go 
It's not a room that I walk into that I am by myself, you know? And it's like what they say that your crown has been paid for. Yes. You just got to put it on your head. There's a reason why you're here. Why you're in the, why you're in the space that you're in. 100%. And and it's a reason why you have this yearning in your soul that even when you're in the wrong place, listen to that voice. That intuition. And even if you're in the right place, understand that and sit with that. Like, like is is learning to have that relationship and that trust in yourself. Yes. And you may have to pull on those past experiences Mm -hmm. or other people. Yes. To be in that moment Mm -hmm. of time. And I think we Mm -hmm. saw that in Viola Davis's book. Mm -hmm. And it's a privilege. Oh my gosh. It is a privilege to sit here and be able to talk to you. It is. On a Saturday. Who would have ever thought? Yeah. I mean, so freely, freely, freely. Uh, it's a, it's a, I always say that, you know, as I get older, I appreciate my mom a lot more. Yeah. Same. Because, um, you know, my, my mom is even older than yours when, when we were born, but at my age now, I would have had two little kids. Can you imagine? Yeah. I, I would have not, I don't, I don't know. So you don't have as much time to reflect. Yeah. You know, you don't have much time to reflect because there's a people that are dependent on you to survive. Yeah. And so I think it's a privilege for me to be able to sit by myself and read a book and be this age and take it all in and take it in and, and move to freaking f- where are we? Arizona. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and move back. If you are moving, you know, like we, we, you going to Africa. Yes. You know, that's a whole yes. other thing. So like to be able to do these things and discover who we are, that is a privilege, especially for black women. When our mo- mothers did, when they were our ages, they had kids. They had kids. They were taking I care. couldn't imagine a little knocking on the door. We trying to film a podcast. I got you the best. And for those of y'all who got kids, listen. Shout out to the mothers. We respect you. Shout out to the mothers. We love you. Especially you black mothers out we there. We love you. We love you. We do. We really do. One day, maybe... For me, it's gonna come. I don't know. Listen, I, I, I look. I go back and forth, right? Because I do enjoy quiet, and when I go home and my nieces and nephews is around, and it's cute for a little bit, but when you ready to go to sleep, <laughs> and they got them gadgets, and I'm like, listen, y'all gonna put this stuff away. Everybody's gonna sleep. I see me and me. I was talking to my homeboy today. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. told me he was 30 when he had his daughter. Mm-hmm. And he just was like, he's like, Indy, he's like, I'm not even going to lie to you. There's nothing like it. Mm. And because of his daughter, and I actually have a few other friends, my brother being one yeah, of them, he's like, brother, yeah. he, he learned so much about himself mm-hmm. by watching these kids. Yes. These babies. Like where she's teaching him. Mm-hmm. The kids teach you. Mm. It's something. It's something to really think about, you know. But I feel like when you're in a space when you're ready, mm-hmm. um, you know, it makes sense. It does. And when you see it for what it is, like to me, like I, I, I can't wait to become a mother. Yeah, I, I'm. I feel like you know, and I think that's another component of Viola's the book that was very interesting, and her having the fibroids. Well, yes. Um, I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but like her having to have a history me if you haven't read the book uh close your ears it actually you know what still read the book you're still gonna get something oh out there's of it. so it's, many it's golden, so many golden things but um just as a black woman and I, we say it a lot but i think you know it is important this space is for us like let it it's for anybody can listen but this podcast don't make it's no mistake yeah. make no mistake so i think understanding how and even when you when she said her sisters both of them nearly bled to death giving birth um that opens a whole nother level of concern as a black women woman that you know just giving birth you are a i think it's like double more likely to die than a white woman 
And I, I one of my um, ladies that I worked, well, not work, she did a step class. She taught it. Um, she, she was studying to become a doula. Mm-hmm. I think it's a doula. Yeah. And she was talking to me about that. You know, it's just as, as black women, sometimes people don't listen to us when we say we're in pain. They don't see, they don't, they don't, they don't think that we understand ourselves. Tie on Harlem. <laughs> Girl, exactly, exactly. She kept saying she was in pain. Yeah. I know, I know it's a TV show, but again, it's an example. I'm, I'm, and I, Serena, I that's exactly what they put it in the show. Serena, this yeah. is a, a world class athlete who knows her body and had to beg a millionaire. Built, she probably close to a billion, worth a billion dollars, and she had to beg the hospital. She said, "I know my body." Imagine a normal person being in that situation and imagine how many women, how many, how many women of color lost their lives because the medical system did not believe that they knew or understood that when they were in pain. Wow. So that's a whole nother conversation. She had so many just like doorways that she could have just you know, gone down in that book. And I'm so glad she, and I know at least for it, for a woman, it had to have been very, you have to be comfortable sharing some of those things. Very vulnerable. You have to have done a lot of work. Yes. You have to have done a lot of work. I have, I mean, that is one person that's on the top of my list to me. She is auntie. I had some aunties like, and she's one of them. I, I was like, I almost feel like I'm getting some kind of therapy right now. I felt so connected. <laughs> I did too. It, it, it was like a, a, a spiritual space within yes. me that really connected to her experience that it, it was really able because it's, it's like, it's one thing we don't have to necessarily experience each other's lives, mm-hmm. but when, if we can open ourselves up enough to take in that story and let it feel us up then you just get you just have this connection and I think that's part of what that sisterhood is yes you know you don't have you have to go inside you You can't go outside for validation you hurt I hurt Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. when she's when she apologized how she would go on set and apologize for her Mm -hmm. her skin her hair Mm -hmm. that hurt me Mm -hmm. like I felt that hurt Mm -hmm. and I said oh my gosh Mm -hmm. Like I, mm-hmm. I've been there, but also like it hurt mm-hmm. me because you should not have to do you that. You shouldn't have to do that. You shouldn't have to do it. And I think what what I think too, uh, I'll have to go back to the book to see exactly where it is. But it was one of the ladies that she she worked with. She died and eventually died of cancer. Yeah. And so she I did a skit her. at you know one of the shows. She did a skit and it was supposed to be like a stripper and she was taking her clothes off and this 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 and then she finally she took her top off but it showed her her uh breasts yeah. that were taken off because she had a mastectomy yeah there it is um and so what octavia said is it forced the audience to see her mm. and not just her body but to see her because the scars represent something oh, more that is so powerful it's so freaking powerful and this she is a dark-skinned black woman i, I had to look her up because I didn't remember her, but I remembered her face when I saw her. I feel like, you know, Viola does has such done such a good job of she talks about her role with Annalise Keating mm. and how that was oh my that was healing. God. For Annalise DeWitt at first. Yes. And then she changed it, you know, because you, you if, if you remember the episode, Cicely Tyson was her mother. Yes, I do. And she's like, anime. Yes. And her mom. She because she said her name was probably something else. Yes. And she changed it. Yep. And that to me was a reflection of her mother. Yes. And her. Yes. Because her mom, everyone called her mom, what was it, Alice or something like that. It was something different. She had a different name. She had a different name. And she's like, no, that ain't my name. I need you to get the name right so you can get his money. But you know, it's just that identity. Yes. It's having to squeeze into these spaces and light is, um, it moves. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but um, you having to squeeze into these spaces and the trauma of just trying to fit in. One more thing, and then we can go wherever you want to go because it's still your turn to talk about. Oh, you're good. No, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. That, that book was just transformational for me this week. Juilliard. 
Yes. Now that you okay. can relate to that. That that's that is like oh, up your alley. My gosh, that was so interesting to hear. Now I had a very different music experience because I actually wanted to learn classical. Mm-hmm. You know, okay. so that was okay. I was all about the structure, the mm-hmm. discipline, and mm-hmm. I loved the music. But um, when she talked about trying to tap into the creative part mm-hmm. of herself, and because of Juilliard's system. Mm -hmm. and their curriculum, it was not giving her that. Mm -hmm. It took her going to Ghana Mm -hmm. to learn how do you actually open yourself up Mm -hmm. to get into that creativity. Mm -hmm. And it had nothing to do with what they were teaching because it was all based on these um, concepts Western, of Western society, yeah, right? Yeah. And it was mainly influenced by white people. Yeah. And so to hear her story of her going to Ghana and that's what actually got her to break by her laughing, yes. by her dancing, by... And I find it interesting. She talks about when she went to Ghana, they did not ask her about what she did for work. Or, mm-hmm. They wanted to know about her family mm-hmm. and who she was as a person. Mm-hmm. And that helped her develop into yes. her career space and one thing i will say i i can't relate all the way because i mean i only went so far Mm -hmm. but when i started to tap into my like understanding myself Mm -hmm. and you know just forgetting about the structure forgetting about Mm -hmm. the discipline Mm -hmm. that's when i got better Mm -hmm. at my instruments like guitar Mm -hmm. when i picked that up I didn't, you know, I, I, I got books and I had yeah, books and, yeah. you know, my family bought me my guitar and bought me books, but I actually just started learning to play by ear mm. and started going deeper within myself of things that were already there. Yeah. And so because of that, it came out naturally. Yeah. And so I think when she said that I could completely relate. It's so interesting too, because one way I can kind of correlate it to a sports situation is that, so when I was in high school, my team was mostly black and, you know, the coaches were, but we were mostly black and we had, we ran like a motion offense. You move mm-hmm. and it's more lyrical. The offense is more lyrical and you don't really have to memorize a bunch of plays. You just kind of know where things and and you don't think a lot. Mm-hmm. And then when I went to college, we had all these plays. We had a binder of Bible, a playbook, and I struggled because I started to think that it just play. Exactly. You know, it's the same thing. Yes. It's the same thing. I just, there's so much that we do instinctively. Like these structures are there because these people don't have the instincts. They don't have the same instincts. Our influences are around us. Yeah. I love how Violet, I can't remember exactly how she said it, but she said that their lifestyle of how they were living in Ghana Mm -hmm. is the influence to how, like everything Everything. around them. So they were taking that in and then just expressing that They just expressed it. But you know what's also interesting is when she said that most of the classical instruments are rooted in African instruments. Yes. So you guys are asking me to learn this culture that is really not, like you guys decided it was the classic. But the classic really is the motherland. I I found it... uh she made a good point about why do I have to put on yeah. a mask? Yeah. Like why? Or these this little this wig they ain't no this ain't even no good wig. No. This is like the like this, you know what's so interesting? Cause I was watching a show on um Netflix mm-hmm. and I realized that in Europe, in England, they still the the, the lawyers and the judges still, still wear that. Yeah, they do. <laughs> they I was do. like, they got these black people with this thing on. I was like, take that thing off. I mean, for them, that's a part of their their culture. But I mean, that I, why why that, that's, that's why I put that wig on there, man. That's the part of the, their world. <laughs> I well, you know, but you know, that just kind of made me think of it. But but I think you know, ultimately that that part right there, it that, resonated. It, it, it resonated big time. Her really just being able to accept herself, exactly, and it reminded me you have to look what what's influencing you what's around you Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. I think going back to kind of like why we you know as creatives we're not inspired by what we do in the Mm -hmm. corporate world we're inspired by what's around us Mm -hmm. music 
you know, for you, sports mm-hmm. and just having books. Yes. And yeah. tapping into those energies. Mm-hmm. And it, it you work more. You, you end up working more. You really do. You get to me, work is so stressful from the structure. Right. Because I'm more of I know like just tapping into what your body needs from yes. you at that moment. You still do the work, but I think that there's that sense of needing control. Yes. And, you know, I think, but that's what the beauty of where I think we both kind of are right now is just really trying to find our space. Yes. And really put that energy into being consistent and, and honoring the stuff that's in us innately. Naturally. Naturally. That we love. That we love and that we don't need a script for all the time. No. That we can just kind of go and, and, and have a, a good conversation or you can go and, and learn how to play the guitar or I can read a book and be able to interpret it in a different perspective or in a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I I think that that book is an old, it is an old to a Black women it is an ode to dark-skinned Black women who didn't necessarily feel good enough even within our community. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that we all need to collectively lift each other up. We do. Because there's just so much beauty. There's so much beauty. Sure, We have stories. no... Like, there's no time. We have no time to let people make us feel like we ain't worthy enough or beautiful enough or any like throw that shit out the door throw it out the door and this she did that she did she that and I think she a, did it's it it's an example for all of us you know like you all of us are like you said you're never alone you are never alone you we can say that again you, you are, are never, never alone. alone you are never no. by yourself you're never by yourself I don't care if you 85 or if you 5 <laughs> Okay, because like you said, your brother, he said, your brother, he said that that his kids teach him. Yeah. And it's like if if we remain open enough, we can get lessons from everything and from everybody. You know, like I can the, my nieces and that they be teaching me stuff. I'll be like, Dang. and that's how it should be. Yes. It's we all are spiritual divine beings. We all are worthy. We all have value. It's not dependent on our age. It's not dependent on the size of our clothes. It's not dependent on how many gray hairs we got. It's not dependent on if we have two legs or two arms or we have a disease or something like that. It's your value because you're here. Yeah. And you're breathing. 100%. And even when you're not here, you still have value because you are held in people's hearts forever. <laughs> Viola, Viola, we love you. Viola, standing ovation, all of the awards. She you, got a Grammy for that audiobook. You deserve it. She's Absolutely. a freaking egot. She is. She's an egot. Okay. She's an egot. Oh. Put some respect on her name. <laughs> I keep calling her Viola too. I'm sorry. Viola. We love you, Viola. Bala. That like her grandma Bala. Bala. Yes, we love you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. All right. So, do we want to talk about Valentine's Day, or do we want to try to close it out? Um. I mean, I didn't really do anything for Valentine's I Day. I didn't. I was trying to read Malcolm X. And I was reading Viola Davis's book. And the best thing I did, well, I shouldn't even say the best thing. It was just a regular day, you know. I mean, I couldn't even get no cake because I had acid reflux. <laughs> I was going to get something sweet and nice. I'm like, uh-uh. I had, I had some Oreos. Girls. And some milk. And listen, some wine. The double stuff? Yeah. You got the double stuff? Yeah. Oh, I almost ate a whole case by myself. Well, listen, next time we'll have to sit together. I'll eat some Oreos. Because they don't really mess up my stomach. No, it's the sugar. I love sugar. (laughs) (laughs) Anybody else love some Oreos? I I can't do the monster stuff. Yeah, that's too much. That's too much. We gotta keep it simple. So, all right. So, how do we want to close out? Want us? We want to leave with something positive. Well, seeing that we both read Viola Davis's book. Uh, oh, you know what? I got it right here. You talk. I'm about to read a quote. Okay. Uh, Finding okay. Me. We are going to leave you with something. So if you have not checked out her book, you need to. It is so inspirational. I'm about to if you're looking for some kind of encouragement or 
somebody to relate to. Um, this is this is definitely for you. All right, I'm gonna read a quote. Okay, this is from the last page of the book. I got this. It's filled with quotes. Okay, but I'm gonna read this one because it's the easiest one I could find. There is no out. Every painful memory, every mentor, every friend, every foe served as a chisel, a leap pad that has shaped me. The imperfect but blessed sculpture that is Viola is still growing and still being chiseled. My elixir, I'm no longer ashamed of me. I own everything that has ever happened to me. The parts that were a source of shame are actually my warrior fuel. I see people, the way they walk, talk, laugh, and grieve in their silence in a way that is hyper-focused because of my past. I am an artist because there's no separation from me and every human being that has passed through the world, including my mom. I have a great deal of compassion for other people, but mostly for myself. That would not be the case if I did not reconcile that little eight-year-old girl and find me. I'm holding her now, my eight-year-old self, holding her tight. She is squealing and reminding me, don't worry, I'm here to beat anybody's ass who's mess- who messes with our joy. Viola, I got this. <laughs> yes.